What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and welcome in amazing blue fans to another episode of future brew our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on SB Nation's Maze and Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, my friend, my boy, my brother, co-host, Jonathan Simmons. John, how are we doing today? Doing well, Vaughn. I feel like uh, football is the least uh, attention-grabbing sport in Michigan right now, though. Lots of other good news going on. Yeah, tons of other good news going on, man. I mean, uh, there there have been wins galore for the basketball team. Uh, crystal balls for Josh Christopher on the basketball recruiting front for the 2020 class. That's always good to see. Uh, we're not going to spend any time today on basketball. We're just going to dive right into the 2021 football class. And uh, we'll talk about some top targets at top positions of need later on. But first, I want to start with... Uh, just a little news uh, to, to start off with one of the top targets, actually, uh, at the top position of need. Uh, defensive tackle, that's going to be a big position of need for Michigan in the 2021 class. They didn't really address it in the 2020 class, but here's to hoping that they can get a good one or two uh, in this 2021 class. And Victory Vaca is certainly one of them. He's one of their top guys at the position, 6'3", 315. He's out west in California uh, playing at Westlake Village. Uh, he's 195 on the composite right now, the 11th ranked defensive tackle. Originally, uh, he was going to commit later this summer, and uh, he, he has since uh, delayed it a little bit just to make sure that he has all of the information that he needs, and uh, he, he wants to make a, a, a mature decision. So, John, what was your initial thought when you first saw this, and did you think that it was good news, bad news, or somewhere in the middle for Michigan? Uh, probably somewhere in the middle. I mean, anytime a guy sets a commitment date, out that far when there doesn't really seem to be like a connection, like it's your birthday or your mom's birthday or something like that. It's kind of 
arbitrary. I, I feel like it's there's a good chance it's going to be put back. And it, it was did set up to be good news because Vaca had set the official visit date for that last weekend in June for Michigan, which has been a really, really big recruiting weekend for Michigan the past couple of years. And, you know, getting the last visits, always a big deal. So if he ends up, you know, taking official visits in the fall and not making it back to Michigan, then that's going to hurt Michigan's chances, I think. So uh, we'll see how far he actually plans on pushing it back or how many visits, official visits he's going to take in the fall. So it's kind of too soon to see how big of an impact it's going to take, but I think it's it's not straight-up good news for Michigan. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. I didn't think it was terrible news. I didn't think it was great news. I think it was probably somewhere in the middle there, probably somewhere in the middle for all five of the schools that he uh, has in his top five at this point. But uh, I messaged him after uh, he put that news out and, and uh, his response for why – uh, he chose to do that was that he just wants to do what's right for him and his family. And I asked him if he expects his decision uh, to be made either before, during, or after his upcoming senior season. And uh, he said it depends when he can get done with his five official visits. So he still does plan on taking those five official visits. And uh, he said even if it takes all the way up until early signing day that he's fine with that. So could take all the way up to early signing day. He still does plan on signing uh, in the early December signing period uh, in this year. So uh, there's a lot of time probably left on the table for him to make up his mind and uh, gather all of his thoughts and take his visits and and go through the process of the recruitment and things like that. But uh, it, it'll certainly be a big weekend when he comes to visit Michigan because it could honestly be the one only time uh, that Michigan gets to uh, uh, make a lasting impression on him. So I would imagine with a uh, top position of need of, of defensive tackle and having uh, a guy that's one of the best at the position in the class uh, coming to the official visit, I, for one, would hope that Michigan would uh, roll out the red carpet and, and give uh, pretty much everything that he could possibly ask for out of that visit. Yeah, and I don't expect anything less from Michigan staff. They've always been really good on the official visits. So I think it'll be a good chance, and you know, we'll see how uh, big, how many guys they get in that weekend. If it's going to be as long of a list as usual, but clearly there's a good atmosphere during that time, and it's kind of it's going to be one of the best events of any school that they have um, in the recruiting calendar. So I think it would be a good chance for him to, to see campus. Yeah, I think so too. Usually Michigan uh, really works out of the park with these recruiting visits uh, onto campus with these officials. Uh, and with it being in the summertime, that'll probably be the best time for them to uh, get even more guys on campus as well. I'm sure that uh, he probably won't be the only big time target to visit Ann Arbor that weekend when he does visit later this summer. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out, John. So that is a, certainly an interesting update in his recruitment for sure. Uh, another interesting update. Uh, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but uh, Corey Kiner, uh, he, he's another guy to position in need. He's a running back. Uh, one of the top ones in the nation at this point, he's ranked 104, the uh, seventh ranked running back uh, in the 2021 class. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. So you would imagine that Ohio State is probably uh, at the forefront in this recruitment. Uh, it seemed like Michigan was out in front for a little while because Ohio State hadn't offered him. And then Ohio State jumped in, uh, sent him an offer. And now it kind of seems like uh, it, 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 it's a little all over the place. He's got the Michigan offer. He's got an offer from Notre Dame 
and Ohio State, and he's got a few other uh, pretty good offers as well. But the funny thing here, John, he tweeted uh, just a few days ago, uh, all he put in this tweet was, it's time, dot, dot, dot. And it was incredibly cryptic. It even forced the hand of some of the 24-7 sports guys to go cloudy on their crystal ball. And uh, and then uh, just a couple hours after that, he tweets, this is best for me. Please respect my decision. I will be taking hungry stomach to Skyline Chili. And uh, which, of course, is a, uh, a pretty popular restaurant down there in Ohio. Uh, so he he put the photo of him committed to this restaurant and uh, and then put the uh, the, the troll uh, face uh, in that tweet as well. So kind of funny to be uh, messing around with his recruitment at this point. Um, I, I thought this was pretty, pretty funny, John. I don't know about you, but. Just the fact that a few of these twenty four seven guys went cloudy with their crystal ball after the uh, "it's time" tweet, uh, I, I thought that was pretty pretty funny from this kid to uh, to go out and tweet all that. Yeah, you got to respect it. He got on the local news to announce it. Uh, you know, yeah. because, like, <laughs> look, and then Skyline Chili actually tweeted him saying it's an honor. So that's a pretty pretty good move by him. In retrospect, we probably should have seen it coming because last week. He tweeted about tweeted out a top five of fast food restaurants he wanted to go to, and then Skyline was obviously one of them with Wendy's, McDonald's, Big Boys, and Raising Cane's. So I guess uh, we should have seen that coming. But uh, but you know, at the worst, he made a couple recruiting writers stay up a little bit later to try to see where the decision yeah. was. But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny overall, and it's honestly. It's probably good for Michigan that it turned out to be a hoax because, you know, based on those foggy crystal balls, it didn't look like Michigan was expecting a commitment from him at that point. Yeah, probably not. He's he's taken his time in this recruitment for sure. I've I've talked with him on several occasions and and he made it very clear to me uh, when I last spoke with him that there's no leader in his recruitment right now. Uh, it kind of seems, though, that Michigan is near the top. I wouldn't say that they're probably at the top right now, but they're probably in that top two or three, along with Notre Dame and Ohio State, I would say at this point. Those are probably the three schools pushing hardest for his services. But uh, no, it, it, it's going to be important to try and land these kids, especially with him being in Ohio State's backyard. I know that Cincinnati usually isn't a, a big recruiting ground for Ohio State, by any means, usually they, they get the more local kids near Columbus. And Cincinnati's not too terribly far. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, this will be a, a pretty important recruitment here for Michigan, I think, with, with this being a, a big position of need uh, at running back. And he's obviously one of the more talented ones at uh, 5'10", 205, and uh, being 104th in the country, um, fringe top 100 player that uh, has expressed big interest and in being an Ohio kid, this is a, a pretty important recruitment for Michigan early on to try and uh, uh, get him back on campus. He's been on campus a few times, but to try and get him locked in uh, as soon as possible, I would imagine is what they're trying to do. Yeah. I, mean, I think he mentioned that he wants to get back on campus in, uh, in April once the, the dead period lifts. So that'll be good. Michigan's definitely right, right in the thick of things. Um, probably right at the top cluster. I don't know how large his top group is, but it's got to have Michigan, Ohio State, um, at least in there. So that they'll be in until the end for sure. 
Yeah, I'm, I would imagine that if he, he drops like a top five or a top three or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would anticipate Michigan being on that list for sure. Um, yeah, our real top list and not, uh, not, not a Skyline Chili or uh, McDonald's or anything like that. But, but yeah, his actual top list for sure. But yeah, I, I found that humorous. Just wanted to, to hit on that real quick uh, before we dive into our, uh, our, our big topic of of the podcast, which uh, we're, we're going to take a quick break real quick and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about all these positions of need and these top targets uh, in the 2021 class. So if you're not up to date with all of this, definitely stick around. We'll be right back and we'll, we'll deep dive into all of this. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. And we are back. We're going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, deep diving into uh, the big positions of need in the 2021 class. The positions that Michigan needs to address the hardest and the ones that they need to get the most talent at moving forward. So 2021, they've already got two commitments out of their quarterback and an offensive lineman Uh, quarterback. They're pretty much already set. John, I think offensive lineman isn't too big of a position of need as long as they reel in most of these in-state kids. I think they'll be good. Um, But in my opinion, at least I think the biggest position of need is that defensive tackle. Uh, they didn't really address it that much in the 2020 class. Uh, they they didn't reel in a true defensive tackle in the 2021 class at the very least. Maybe some of them shift to a D tackle later on, kind of like what Carlo Kemp has done, but they don't have a guy that's, you know, 290, 285, whatever the case may be going into his freshman season, like they did a couple years ago with Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith. So I think that's probably the biggest position of need, especially with Michael Dwumfort transferring and uh, the uncertainty uh, after Carlo Kemp. And I would imagine Chris Hinton will probably be in that uh, mix as well. But uh, we already talked about Victory Vaca, so uh, we can just hit on him real quick. Um, I, I think he's probably in the top two or three at the position for Michigan right now. Sean New has done a good job getting – in on this recruitment uh, to be in with the likes of, of LSU, the, the defending national champion, and uh, some of those other schools out west. Uh, uh, Sean New has done some pretty good work there. 
and uh, uh, he would definitely be a, a run-stuffing, welcoming addition to the defensive line uh, in this class for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Vaca would be good. I think uh, Michigan may have to get a little bit lucky, um, have schools like LSU fill out um, at the position before uh, he gets a chance to commit, but which I think they have a good chance to because they just had one of the greatest seasons in college football history. They're going to get whoever they want. They got the five-star, the number three defensive tackle in the country, Mason Smith, right there in their backyard. They've already got a defensive tackle committed, so there may not be as much room in LSU. And then the other school to look out for, for Vaca is Oregon, um, who has been going after California hard right now. So I think that that'll be Michigan's uh, big competition uh, going into this this uh, cycle. But like we talked about earlier, he's going to have the, the official visit for the big weekend planned in the uh, end of June. So that's always been a, a boon for Michigan recruiting. So I think they'll have their best shot possible to, to get them to come across country to Ann Arbor. I think the top two at the position in no particular order would be Tywon Malone out of New Jersey and Damon Payne, even though he hasn't really been prone to coming to Michigan or visiting Ann Arbor or anything along those lines. I feel like he's been either a lean to go down south or go to Ohio State. But um, I, I think those would be the top two. Uh, what's your take on that? Who do you think's number one, John? I, I'd say Taiwan Malone is still in there. Yeah, I, I don't even know what's going on with Damon Payne right now. So it's hard to tell where he stands in terms of you know Michigan's board. Um, it seems to differ every couple of weeks. You know, he'll visit, he'll cancel a visit. So it's kind of hard to tell, but uh, Malone's been pretty consistent. He's from a, a, a pipeline state in school where Michigan's had success before. He plays baseball, although he's, it seems like the latest news is he still hasn't met with Eric Bakic, the baseball coach of Michigan, about uh, playing for them on campus. But if he truly wants to play both sports, and uh, there's really – a few few colleges in the country that can offer the the combination of success in baseball and football as Michigan does. So I feel like uh, if the, both coaches get on board um, and having him pitching him that, it's going to be a tough pitch to beat. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, after this weekend with the baseball team, I think they only dropped one game and they, they beat the number one team in the country at the time. Now they're the number one team uh, ranked in the country. So things are going off to a good start uh, with the Michigan baseball team. And I, I feel like that's probably as good of a pitch as you could possibly get for a kid that has spoken out about wanting to play both football and baseball at the next level. So if that's what he's really looking for, I think look no further than Michigan. It's probably going to be the best opportunity for him with the success, like you said, on both the gridiron and the ball field. So I would anticipate Tywon Malone being probably their top target at defensive tackle as well. I think a diamond in the rough at this point at the defensive tackle position would be an in-state kid that is actually a two-way lineman. But at this point, it sounds like they're recruiting him as a defensive tackle, and that's Rashawn Benny out of Oak Park. I haven't really seen a lot of tape from him playing defensive tackle, but I did like what I saw from the offensive side of things. Uh, so he's already listed at 6'5", 275, so pretty good frame if he wants to come in and play D-tackle. Uh, would certainly be interesting to see 
uh, how he fits in along the defensive line, especially if they're going to be doing more uh, three-man fronts and uh, things along those lines. But uh, in-state kid uh, wants to play defense at the next level. It sounds like he's being receptive to the pitches that uh, Michigan's throwing his way. So it uh, could be an interesting recruitment leading up to whenever he decides to uh, make his commitment. Yeah, I think what you said about the three-man fronts is interesting because on his on his highlight film, he plays a lot of defensive end, but at 6'5", 275, like you mentioned, he's going to He's pretty big already for a, a defensive end. I think he could be a good, uh, you know, defensive uh, tackle in the three-four, which is kind of like the anchor spot in Don Brown's defense. So a bigger guy, or Sean Gary or Chris Wormley that can take on those tight ends. So um, if he stays around that two eighty, two ninety uh, weight and doesn't really bulk up to a, a full-on nose tackle, then he's going to be a good, good slot for the defensive uh, end tackle spot in the in a three-front. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, Michigan's one of the only schools recruiting him on the defensive line, which is what he said was his preferred position. So you have to think that, uh, that's a good, a good feather in Michigan's cap cap and is, uh, going to go a long way for him besides being the in-state school. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about defensive end then. Uh, I, I know that you think that defensive end is a, another top position of need for Michigan in this 2021 class. Uh, who would you venture to say is the top target at this point? Because I feel like you could probably lean a few different ways. Uh, you could probably say Aaron Armitage is up there. Um, yeah, Elijah Judy might be a top guy, but they've also uh, recently offered a few other kids uh, at the position as well. So what's your take on who their top target is at, at defensive end? Yeah, defensive end's interesting. There's a lot of guys that kind of uh, Michigan seems to be in that you know top five, top eight lists that these guys put out, but I'm not sure if they're in the top for many of them. Um, like you said, Armitage is a big one, but, uh, you know, went to Blair where David Oyabo, another defensive end won a couple of years ago um, with Partridge and uh, Anthony Campanile leaving. We'll see how well they pick that up. Uh, Jazion Harris from Erasmus Hall in New York, which is where they got William Mohan this year is another interesting guy. Um, I think that uh, it's been mentioned that Michigan has, really uh, pursued them, even though Campanile left, who was his primary recruiter. So he seems to be a top target. Um, in terms of like top 100 guys, Quentin Somerville from Arizona has visited twice already, which is big for a guy from across the country. But that's a uh, Sean Nua territory, and him being his position coach um, is, is a good uh, you know double whammy that'll have, uh, that have a lot of meaning to Somerville. That's going to be more national recruitment, though. I know he just visited Georgia. But he said a lot of really good things about Michigan, so we'll see. But then uh, all those guys aren't really the guy I think is most likely to commit to Michigan, which is TJ Guy right now, the you know Don Brown special uh, under the radar three star guy yep. from Massachusetts who just decommitted from Boston College after having an interview where he said he wanted to vis- visit Michigan at least twice this spring. So that should tell you uh, how much he likes Michigan, how much Michigan likes him for sure. So. Look out for him. I'd say he's probably the most likely guy to commit. Yeah, probably. It, it seems like he, he definitely is that uh, Don Brown special kind of talent, defensive end on the East Coast. We've seen this happen all the time. Another one that I would throw out there is uh, Jason Onye, who is another 
defensive end from the East Coast. He, he's the same school that uh, Cody Pay played at in Rhode Island. He's he's a three-star guy, too. He's uh, 6'5", 245, and I, I know that uh, he's drawn some interest from Michigan right now. So I would anticipate he being uh, probably one of the – more likely guys to commit as well. And you mentioned Quentin Somerville. I actually spoke with him pretty recently too. And he told me that he's going to visit Michigan for sure before he makes his commitment, which um, is uh, pretty interesting to me, given that he had tried to visit uh, previously and it just didn't work out. So it, it kind of so- seemed like the recruitment there was, was slipping a little bit for Michigan, but He's trying to visit Michigan still. It's uh, a pretty good news uh, given that he's a top 100 guy and uh, you definitely take all of those kind of players when you can. He's a special type of talent. He's one of the top defensive ends in the country in this class. So he's he's being recruited by pretty much everybody. Well, like you said, I think Guy is probably the most likely to commit um, out of all of these. And then uh, – it, I don't know. I, I still think Aaron Armitage is probably their top guy, even though that uh, Campanelli's gone and and uh, Chris Partridge is gone. I, I just have a feeling that they they're still recruiting good, and uh, he he could be another guy that could commit. Um, but Notre Dame's pushing, Penn State's pushing, Ohio State is up there too. So these are going to be some tough recruitments at the uh, defensive end position. I I, I feel like. This is one of those positions that you either get a couple really good guys or you kind of just settle for a few, uh, you know, outside the of, you know, top 100 players. You end up getting those diamonds in the rough that, that Don Brown likes to recruit on the East Coast. Yeah, and I'd say he has a really good track record of especially these defensive end, uh, outside linebacker guys that, uh, you know, Josh Uche, he, he discovered Quiddy Pay both random three stars, but he's got, you know, at Boston College, he turned Matt Milano, Harold Landry, Zach Allen, all these guys into, you know, second and third round picks, um, these diamonds in the rough that, that no one was really going after. So if if Brown's going after the, a defensive end from the Northeast that uh, is not getting a lot of a lot of hype, I, I, I'm going to trust him um, over a lot of other coaches. So if he takes DJ or TJ Guy or Jason O'Neill before another big, uh, you know, four-star type guy commits, I think it'll be okay. Let's move on here. I, I think another big position of need for Michigan is running back. Uh, you know, once these 2021 kids come in and they'll be freshmen is when guys like Zach Charbonnet will be in their junior year and Haskins will be a redshirt junior and uh, who, who knows who else is going to be uh, filling big roles. Chris Evans will be gone, obviously. Blake Corm will still be around, but you're going to need another guy to compliment him. Um, I think you look no further than Donovan Edwards. He's right in your backyard. He plays at West Bloomfield. He's a top 50 guy. He's got incredible speed, elusiveness. He's got pretty much everything that you could possibly want out of a big-time running back. I think – Quite honestly, I, I think Donovan Edwards could be the number one target, period, uh, for Michigan in this 2021 class. I think he's that important. I think he's that good of a player, and uh, it's at uh, a position of need again uh, in 2021. I, I think uh, Michigan really needs to get him committed ASAP. Yeah, no argument for me here. Uh, he's probably at the very tip-top of their board overall. Um, it's hard to get the, the combination of uh, you know high rank 
talent and in your backyard at a position of need. Um, so all those factors combine into making him a must-get in the class. And Michigan's doing all the right things so far, from what you can tell. He's been to campus a bunch. They got a, a couple of his teammates uh, in uh, the 2020 class committed. So, uh, you know, they just kind of have to stay the course, fight off schools like Ohio State, um, who may be getting, you know, other running backs instead. Um, so maybe just be a war of attrition here, but you'd like them to see you like to see them land a guy like Edwards for sure. Yeah, and Ohio State's going to be a big factor in the recruitment. Uh, he recently visited Georgia too, and uh, apparently really liked his visit down there. So hopefully Michigan can fight off uh, the bad guys and the bag men and hopefully get the, uh, the in-state kid to stay in-state. I think he's a really important player. Um, Luckily, though, if he does end up going to another school, uh, Michigan's got some really good options here at running back in this class so far. Kamar Wheaton is a five-star. He's the number six-ranked player, overall number one at the position of running back. He's from Texas, so that's going to be a tough pull regardless. Uh, Corey Kiner we've already talked about at the running back spot, but they've also got another guy in Travion Henderson, uh, who is listed as an athlete uh, on 24-7 sports, but he's probably going to be recruited more often than not to play running back. Uh, he's, he's a fringe top 100 guy. He's right at 101. He's from Hopewell, Virginia. He's being recruited by a ton of really good schools. Uh, I, I think Clemson was the one that was kind of uh, on the fence of him playing running back at first. I think they wanted him to play cornerback. And then they kind of changed their mind because I think he knows that he wants to play running back in college. And they were like, okay, I guess we'll let you play running back. So they've gotten back in the race. Uh, Oklahoma is a factor here as well as uh, Penn State, Alabama pretty much all the big-time schools that you could uh, uh, possibly want chasing you if you're a big-time recruit. Um, So definitely no shortage of wealth at the running back position, uh, being interested in Michigan, uh, but they're going to have to fight off some big-time schools to uh, get a commitment from any of these guys, quite honestly. Yeah, uh, the the Henderson uh, news with Clemson recruiting as a defensive back may have kept the door open just a little bit for Michigan to keep recruiting him um, because Clemson had jumped out with a lead, got some crystal balls. And once that happens, he usually doesn't flip back. But I think that uh, kind of staved it off enough. Um, Henderson visited for the barbecue at the big house last summer. So he has some clear interest in Michigan. Um, that'll be interesting to see. I think the staff really, really likes his athleticism would be a perfect uh, speed and space guy. Um, but I wanted to mention another kind of under the radar prospect on the different end of the spectrum there. Um, with uh, Prophet Brown, the guy from San Diego, uh, running back, who I think Michigan was his first offer, and since then it's he's kind of blown up. He's not ranked on the composite, but he has offers from Arizona State, Cal, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oregon, USC, a bunch of big-time schools. Um, and it seems like uh, Jay Harbaugh is really ahead of the game as evaluation uh, there, which uh, happens quite a lot on the trail, you know, with the Hassan Haskins guys like that. Um, and he, Brown is right from uh, where Harbaugh grew up in uh, San Diego, Jay Harbaugh, that is. Um, so I think that that connection will be will be good for him too. They can kind of connect on that level. So we'll see. I know uh, 24-7 is supposed to update their rankings um, maybe as soon as this week. So we'll see where he ends up in the up- updated rankings. But I think he'll be a good shot to, to kind of jump out of obscurity. And Michigan uh, definitely made an impression with that offer. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he's probably due for uh, 
at least a three star. I mean, if you look at these offers that he's got, he's racking up some big time offers here. Uh, not only just Michigan, but Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oregon, uh, USC, Utah, Washington State. So I mean, he's he's getting a bunch of big offers. Pretty much all the big offers from uh, out west, where he's from, and uh, he's getting some some interest from some of these other uh, academic Midwest schools too. So. Uh, from Elk Grove, California, he's he, he's listed as an all-purpose back, so he's five foot eleven, one eighty. Um, but yeah, could be another potential uh, diamond in the rough uh, for Jay Harbaugh to go out there and and, and find. Zach Charbonnet wasn't ranked incredibly high when they offered him, and then he ended up being almost a five-star player. He was the top forty, top fifty guy by the time. The rankings were all said and done. So maybe Prophet Brown ends up being the next Zach Charbonnet. Who knows? You, you just never know until uh, they play their senior seasons and they let the rankings do their thing and everything else is uh, uh, just uh, left in history at that point. But, yeah, it's certainly interesting. They've, they've got a ton of options at running back, which is good because I feel like running back is one of their bigger positions of need in this class. Um, what do you, Let me just ask you this now, John. What, what do you think is their biggest position of need? In 2021, uh, I mean defensive tackle. I think most fans have uh, have kind of come to that conclusion. It's kind of almost become a meme at this point, asking if anyone can be a defensive tackle. Um, they definitely weren't happy with only taking guys like Chris Jenkins and uh, you know uh, Aaron Lewis this past cycle. Um, they, they'd rather see the, the 300 pounders coming out of high school, and I definitely think Michigan needs some of those guys on the roster that they, that can play, you know, more quickly mm-hmm. than having to redshirt and then wait two seasons and then they're finally ready to play. Um, having more guys with the body types that are ready to plug in earlier is definitely helpful. Um, otherwise, you're just relying on Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith really to, get, to carry it for the next uh, season or two. So I think that's going to be uh, the biggest position of need. Yeah, and who knows how Donovan Jeter is going to rebound. Uh, he was expected to played pretty well last year and it just didn't happen. Um, and Mozzie Smith honestly didn't really do a whole lot last year either. So uh, Chris Hinton's really the only proven guy outside of Carlo Kemp that uh, can, can be relied on and uh, be trusted to play uh, pretty well. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I think we're on the same page with D tackle. And I would imagine that a lot of uh, Michigan recruiting fans are, are on the same page there too. But let's talk about a few more positions here. I, I feel like another position of need here is cornerback. They got a, a couple good ones in this 2020 class with uh, Darian Green-Warren and Andre Selvin, uh, but they're going to need a few more here. Ambry Thomas is going to leave uh, after this uh, after his senior season, and uh, uh, Lavert Hill is obviously already gone. It's, it's going to be an interesting-looking group in 2020 regardless, but I think 2021 they're going to need a few cornerbacks in this class, there aren't really, in my opinion, at least any dry cut top targets. Uh, maybe Kalen King, uh, the cast tech four star, uh, another in-state guy just sitting in your backyard who uh, it, it just happens to be a, a four star ranked player. Um, but outside of him, I don't really think there are a ton of other guys that um, are, are too interested in Michigan at the moment, unfortunately, at cornerback. Um but they they do have some interest from from some other top players, but not uh, uh, immediately. Uh, nothing super impressive sticking out to me at cornerback right now. It's definitely not like how it is with running back. 
I'll put it that way. But yeah, maybe maybe King uh, is the top top target at this point. Or what do you think? Do you have any other input there, John? Yeah, what I think is interesting about the cornerback board is about half the guys that they they've offered so far in this cycle have come in like December of 2019 or January of 2020. So uh, there hasn't been a lot of time for them to be in contact with these guys and trying to get them up on campus and stuff like that. So I feel like they're going to have to put in a lot more work um, this year to try to get them, uh, get the foot in the door with a lot of these guys. But uh, other than King, I'd say a lot, a uh, couple like low three-star, mid three-star guys and John House, the fourth um, from Tennessee is a good option. He's, uh, he just got offered in uh, December, but he visited for the barbecue at the big house with a couple of teammates uh, up in July. So uh, I think he had some good junior film to make the, the staff want to offer there. And then Ryan Barnes from Quince, Quince Orchard, uh, Maryland. He has a couple of teammates that are four-star defensive and defensive tackle guys. And uh, what's happened is a lot of the coaches are coming in there and uh, looking at the other guys and seeing Barnes jump off film with his 6'2", 175-pound frame and offering him and, uh, you know, 24-7's uh, East, uh, Northeast guy, Brian Doan, said that he's, he'd be getting a, a sizable bump in the new rankings uh, from his 85 rating right now. So I think you'll definitely see him higher up in the rankings later on. And uh, he does have a visit scheduled for the spring already to Michigan. So I think that's a good option for someone who's not that highly ranked right now um, with the exciting, uh, you know, four-star billing, but he definitely could be in the future. Yeah, he's like a mid-three-star at this point, I think, last I saw. So it'll be interesting to see how how sizable these rankings end up affecting uh, the quarterback position because, yeah, I mean – the op- and you bring up a really interesting point about the whole offer, uh, how they have only recently offered these guys. I, I don't know if it's more so an evaluation standpoint or if they're really picky with their cornerbacks. I know Zordich really likes to get in with these guys and, and work them. He, In my opinion, he, Zordich is kind of like the John Beeline of the football program. He never really recruits too hard, but he brings in these guys. They don't have to be five stars by any means, but he works them and uh, he ends up turning them into pretty good cornerbacks. I, I would say that uh, Vincent Gray had a, a pretty good season uh, for being a redshirt freshman that was uh, barely recruited and, and ended up committing just a few days after he was uh, offered um, after the uh, early signing period in his recruiting class. So he was like a like an afterthought in, in the 20, uh, 28, 2019 recruiting class. Um, so it just goes to show that, that they don't really go after all the five stars all the time at the cornerback spot. They they really like to develop their corners and make sure that they're sound uh, with their technique and, and all of that stuff. I know Zordich is like very anal about all of that stuff. So uh, it, at this point, it'll be interesting to see what the rankings do to reflect all of their targets. But um, it, definitely interesting early on, at the very least, to see that uh, – a lot of these guys were, were offered not too long ago. Um, but uh, let, let's move on to this uh, final position here, John, uh, wide receiver. I, I feel like wide receiver is another one uh, that is a, a pretty pressing need here. Um, you know, they, they, they filled up a little bit in this past recruiting class, but they didn't really get a true outside 
wide receiver. And they've got a few options here in which I, I think that they could land and, and, and be pretty happy with um, at the wide receiver spot. But a lot of them, again, kind of more uh, a recent interest as well at, at this position. I know Malcolm Johnson Jr. is probably one of their top guys. He's 6'1", uh, 185 out of Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, he's a four-star number 300 overall. I would say at this venture, he's probably uh, number one or number two. And uh, the other one, number one or number two, I guess 1A, 1B would be a better way to describe that. It's probably Andrell Anthony uh, from uh, East Lansing, another in-state kid. He's a three-star at this point, but with all the offers that have rolled in for him recently, I think Penn State is the most significant offer uh, within the last week or so. He'll probably get bumped up to a four-star at some point. But I would say at this point, those are probably your 1A and 1B wide receivers. John, what do you think of those guys? And uh, are there any other guys on your radar that you think Michigan recruiting fans should uh, be on the lookout for? Yeah, I definitely agree that Johnson's their their number one guy. Um, He's got a good combination of speed and size. He's a track star. He runs a 10-3-8 in the 100-yard dash. He broke a bunch of records for for his state, I think um in as like a freshman and sophomore so he's he's really speedy but he's also six one, so he can play the outside which is what Gaddis wants um another kind of uh guy the same measurables as Jaden alexis uh six one, one seventy five from florida um he's a three-star right now but he's got offers from uh teams like alabama florida state uh i think georgia offered yeah georgia's there so he's uh definitely got the attention from Bigger schools. He runs a four four one, forty yard dash. So he's another really fast guy that I think uh, Michigan has a good shot with, and uh, he's probably going to get a get a visit from uh, in the spring. But uh, yeah, Angel Anthony's a, a huge uh, target. I'd say he's ranked around the same as Alexis at the you know higher higher three star range. Uh, a bunch of coaches are at his basketball game in East Lansing. Um, I think he's the one guy to look out for with the new. Uh, Michigan State coaching staff just because he's right there in the Spartans' backyard. But I think Michigan's done such a good job um, getting him on campus and recruiting him well before that happened that uh, if they really push and Gaddis wants him, I think they can get him. Yeah, I think so too. They've recruited him quite well um, early on. And uh, it's, it seems like Michigan's out in front of Michigan State at this point for the East Lansing kid. Uh, but you, you bring up another interesting point. I, I, it will be certainly uh, intriguing to see what happens with uh, Michigan State's new assistant coaching staff. And once Mel Tucker gets everybody in and seeing who their top targets are, we'll see if Andrew Anthony ends up being one of their top targets at the position. Um, uh, it will be interesting to see uh, just with the in-state recruiting in general, um, uh, how they approach it, especially in this uh, 2021 class. It will be an important one for Michigan State. Um, but they had, Michigan certainly got options there as well at the wide receiver spot. Um, so we will uh, certainly uh, keep our eye on all that. But I think that's uh, about all the time we got for today, John. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, man? At Simmons underscore John. And you can follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Give Maze and Brew a like on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to rate and subscribe to all of our podcasts on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. We will be back next week 
uh, the dead period rolls on. We will find things to talk about. We promise we will keep the show entertaining as always. Um, uh, hopefully a little more entertaining than Corey Kiner going on TV and committing to a restaurant. Uh, but for John Simmons, I am Vaughn. Uh, we will be back next week and go blue.